What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to episode number 51 of the Ashley on Life podcast. I am your host, your girl, Ashley Natrice, your career advancement coach. And today we are going to be talking all about how you can beat procrastination when you're feeling lazy and unmotivated. Yes, that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you're anything like me, you procrastinate, okay? We all do it. We all get distracted. We spend time, you know, scrolling on social media. We spend time um, looking at Netflix in multiple episodes of YouTube. And we just can get caught up in that. We look up and we've wasted so much time. We procrastinated on the things that we say are the most important to us. And they keep getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So if you are a procrastinator or if you have procrastinator tendencies, um, then this episode is for you. Because we guilt trip ourselves, right? We don't do what we need to do based on the goals that we have for ourselves, whether that's a goal that has to do with your personal life or your professional life. Um, You just drag your heels. You don't get things done. And then you look up and the end of the year is here. And you're like, oh my gosh, I wasted 12 months. I wasted all of this time that I could have been working on this project or this side hustle or I really wanted to get promoted this year. And you know what? I never sat down and had a conversation with my boss or I never went and got that certification or I never really learned the best way for me to position myself or I just cannot get my closet together in my house and it's been looking a hot mess for six months and I just can't bring myself to go in there and do something about it. We procrastinate in all different areas of our lives. So I wanted to give you some tips and some tricks on today. Um, based on some of the things that I have done in the past and that I'm currently implementing in my life to help me overcome those moments in time where I'm feeling really lazy and unmotivated, whether that is at work or at home. So one of the reasons why I really created the Redefining Balance private membership community, which you probably have been hearing about on the last few episodes, is because I really wanted to bring like-minded women together to support each other as we climb the corporate ladder and while we try to maintain our lives. And I say redefining balance because I really don't believe that there is a true way for you to balance everything. I really believe that it's inevitable that something is going to fall on the ground. Like if you're trying to juggle a bunch of balls in the air, one of them is going to drop at some point in time. Um, It's just the way life is. We can't go like 100% on everything that we're doing at all times. Like we would never, we wouldn't be able to survive if we tried to do that. But 
Um, I think some of the tips and the tricks that I'm going to share with you guys today will help you if you are really trying to figure out a better way to kind of redefine what balance looks like for you and utilize some systems and some tips and tricks to kind of overcome when that laziness mindset kicks in, you're just feeling really unmotivated. We talked a lot about motivation on last week's episode. We discussed, you know, the way that high performing women, high performing successful people, the three tips that they implement, the three strategies they implement in order to maintain their success. And that's being consistent, disciplined and committed. And um, one of the things about that is that they have systems in place to safeguard them when that unmotivation kicks in, when that laziness kicks in, because we're all human beings. So if you're thinking about, you know, when you go bowling with a, a little kid, right? They have the guardrails up. They know that the ball is probably going to go a little slow down the lane for them. It may go in the gutter, but you don't want to like stunt their happiness and their excitement to be out there bowling with the big kids or with the adults. So they put the guardrails up so that the ball bounces off when it's getting ready to go in the gutter and it still makes it down to hit some type of pin. And so a system is something that you can think about is those guardrails. As you're trying to reach towards your goals, whether they're personal or professional goals, you're trying to do all the things, uh, but you want to do all the things well. You want to be successful in your career as well as in your life, you know, have a successful career, a pop in life. If you want to be able to do all of those things, then having systems in place are going to be the guardrails to help you when your emotions kick in and you just tired, child, like you tired, you, you burn out. You feel unmotivated. You don't want to do anything. The system comes in and helps you. Now, before we dive too deep into this week's episode, I just wanted to make sure that I stated that um, a lot of these tips and tricks that I'm going to be discussing with you are things that I have implemented in my life. And so I am a single woman. Okay, y'all single not married. I don't have any children. So my life, the season of life I'm in is going to look a lot different than some of you all, but I can still encourage you and I urge you to take some of these tips and tricks in order to implement them in your life and figure out a way that works for you. I've done a lot of research on some of these tools that I'm going to be talking to you guys about today. I've implemented them in my life. I've shared them with other people who are in different seasons of their lives, whether they're married with children or single moms. And I think they have really been beneficial regardless of what stage of life you're in. But I just want to let you know that up front, because there's going to be certain things that you're that you may not be able to do that I'm able to do and vice versa, given whatever season of life you're in. But as always, eat the meat, spit out the bones, take what may work for you, discard the rest. It won't hurt my feelings, girl. My goal is just to share with you guys some things that have worked for me. And hopefully if they work for me, you can take them, twist them around, modify them and make them work for your life. So the best way that I have learned to beat procrastination when I am feeling lazy and unmotivated started with a talk that I heard from, I want to make sure I pronounce her name correctly. Um, it's the Sonda. I think that's the right way. The Sonda 
Duckett, the Sonda Brown Duckett. And I'm going to um, link the podcast episode that I heard her on. She was on Love East podcast. She is the CEO of Consumer Banking for Chase. And I've been following her on LinkedIn, y'all. And I've been following her on um, Instagram. And I think she's on Twitter as well. I've been reading a lot of articles. And she is a, a boss black woman. Like, sis is doing the thing. CEO, Chase Bank. I My background is started in banking. So I know how hard it is to rise through the ranks in banking. And so she is a bomb woman. And so that's what kind of made me gravitate towards her story when I heard her on Lovey's podcast is because I come from a financial services background. I understood the language that she was talking about. So the things that she was saying really resonated with me. And so what she was talking about on that episode, because she's constantly asked, like, how do you balance everything? How do you do everything? How are you still like an amazing mother, a great wife and a CEO? Like, how do you do all the things? And so she talked about this concept of a diversified portfolio. And when she said that it was a game changer for me. Okay. So I'm of course going to link that episode in the show notes because I want you to go listen to it, but I'm just going to give you a high level overview of what she was saying with that because I used her system and it was really like was the springboard for a lot of the other systems that I started to implement so what she was saying with that diversified portfolio, I'm not going to go into what that is in the financial world, but she used it more so for your time. So you have to do a time audit. You need to look and see where do you spend the majority of your time? So for me, I did a breakdown. I looked at this over you know, a couple of months I started out, I just looked and I saw like, where do I spend my time on a consistent basis? Not just Monday through Friday, but I included the weekend as well. So I spend a good chunk of my time running Ashley Nutris LLC, which includes the podcast that you guys are listening to right now, my coaching, my membership, um, content creation. And then I spend time with my family, my friends, my doing church activities with my partner, reading, personal development, hobbies, housework, things of that nature. So I just kind of looked at every place that I, I really just spent my time and also where you spend your money, where you spend your time, where you spend your money is what's important to you. So I just did like a time audit and then I broke out like how much time I was spending in those key areas, those key categories for myself. And I really did an evaluation and I said, okay, am I spending the amount of time that I want to spend on the business? Am I spending the amount of time that I want to spend with my family? Am I spending the amount of time that I want to spend, you know, working on projects that I have at home? Um, so I just had to go through and really be honest with myself to really see if I was spending time in the places that I said was important to me. And I understand that depending upon what's going on in my life, you know, something may get more time than others. And, you know, you may have to readjust or rebalance, as we may say, your time. But I was able to assign percentages to the amount of time that I was spending in each category. So I have an idea of where I needed to readjust um, and what I needed to do going forward. 
So from that, I was able to just really look at my life and make sure that where I sit or that the things I said were important to me, I was giving those things adequate time. And so by doing that, which is really what I'm going to consider tip number one, is just looking at a time audit or a diversified portfolio of where you're spending your time. By looking at that, I realized, okay, now I know where I'm spending my time. So I need to make sure that when I'm in those moments, whether it's with people or if it's at work, or if it's on the business, wherever it is, I need to go all in. I need to be 100% committed to what I'm focused on in that moment. And so I've really had to try to work on this. It's not as easy as it sounds to try to be present in the moment with whomever I'm interacting with. So if it's time for me to spend it with my family, I need to make sure that I'm engaged with them, that I'm communicating with them, that I'm not in my phone all the time, that I'm not preoccupied. My mind is in other places. And that is not easy. I'm not great at it every single time. I fail at it more times than I succeed. But I do think having an awareness of like, understanding how much time I'm spending with certain people and in certain areas of my life has really helped me to kind of self-check and say, okay, you need to be going 100% in. If you spend the time with your partner, you need to go 100% in. If you're spending time on the business, you need to eliminate distractions to make sure that you're present and that you're focused during that time that you said that you're going to be spending with these people in this category. So that's tip number one, like do a time audit. And I can always break that down a little bit more. I don't know exactly how much more I could break it down. I could talk to you guys about, you know, exactly what I did and maybe give you the um, template that I use for the time audit. If that's something that you all are interested in, let me know. You can always email me. The email is always in the show notes, or you can always hit me up on social media and let me know if that's something you're interested in seeing or hearing more about. But that's tip number one is that I really just looked at my time. And by looking at my time, it helped me to figure out what was more important to me. And that kind of curbed the procrastination on other things. Because if I knew that you know, I'm supposed to be spending time with my family that particular weekend. I kind of had like a little bit more get up and go about some other things that I need to get done. So I had knew I was going to be able to be present with them in the moment. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is kind of like a spin off from that. So what I started to do was implement time blocking. Y'all, I love time blocking. <laughs> I, I want to tell you guys, I'm not sure if I've ever said this, but my master's of business administration has a concentration in project management. And so I'm a very systems oriented person. I thrive on systems. I am successful when I have a plan in place that I can execute that really helps me. And so time blocking has been probably one of the biggest game changers for me at work and outside of work. And so this is something that I use to make sure that I stay on task for what I have going on. Because if not, then I will be all over the place. So giving myself some structure has helped me to really curve that um, 
sense of laziness, I think, that kicks in at times because if you don't really know what you got going on, it's much easier for you to just kind of be a little bit more lackadaisical and just, you know, go with the flow. I'm not really a go with the flow type of person. I'm more of a like, I need to know what we're doing, what time we're doing it because it's going to be in my calendar type of person. But I do have moments when I am um, more lazy than not. And so having time blocking in both personal and professional life has helped me tremendously. So what I use for time blocking at work, I just use my Outlook calendar at work. And then at home, I use a Google calendar. And I prefer the Google calendar the app on your phone. I know people who use it on their desktop and I don't really like it on the desktop, but I prefer to use the Google Calendar app on your phone because you can color coordinate it and I can just hop in there and check off my my reminders to say that they're done. But at work, this is kind of like what I do because of how my job is set up. So I'm in sales at work. So it's very important for me to like have time, times where I'm reaching out to my clients and then times where I may be doing meetings and things like that. And so I just wanted to give you guys like a breakdown of my schedule at work because you may not work the same way that I do, but this is just how I use time blocking um, in a very like high level overview in my job. So I work seven to four because I cover a territory that's on the East Coast. So I come in um, at seven and I leave at four. So every day before I leave in the afternoons, I always list out my to-dos for the next day. So I'm prepared and I have an idea of what I needed to knock off that I may not have gotten to in that previous day. So from seven to nine, I'm pretty much making sure that I knock off everything that's on my to-do list. I'm checking my email because I have a business partner that's... um, up north that I work with. And so typically there's things that may need to be done, things that may need to be handled. So I'm communicating with him to make sure, you know, we have everything good to go before, you know, everyone's day keeps, gets to going. And so from seven to nine, I'm kind of doing that, just catching up on things, answering emails. And then I have implemented a productivity hour. And the productivity hour has been a game changer, okay? I'm telling you right now, if you are trying to get a promotion this year, if you are trying to get a raise, if you are trying to, even if you want a new job and you need to be able to articulate um, your work ethic and things that you do to ensure that you are successful, implementing a productivity hour at work is amazing. And I think I touched on that a little bit last week in that episode. But basically what I do during my productivity hour is that I put my phone on do not disturb and I like shut down everything and I am productive in one area of my work, like just one area. And so for me, that is reaching out to new clients or following up with current clients just to check in or do whatever I need to do for them. And so for that one hour, that's all I'm focused on is just calling people, following up with people, just doing what I need to do. Cause I know that it is the thing that increases 
my sales numbers. And so it's the most important thing for me to do. It gives me the highest return on investment with my time. The more time I spend there, the greater impact it has on the bottom line. So I do that early in the morning so I can get it out the way. And it has been really a game changer for me. It's been a great way for me to continue to stand out at work, a great way for me to um, be able to speak to the conversations I'm having and the cases that I'm closing. And so my work life may not look like yours, but implementing a productivity hour where you just shut down everything else and you just focus on one task at a time. I would challenge you to try to do it if you had the ability to do it at your job. As women, we often feel overworked and overwhelmed. We spend so much of our time caring for others that we don't pour back into our own cups. Our goals, dreams, and aspirations are then pushed to the back burner, and sometimes we have a little bit of resentment. This causes us to procrastinate, make excuses, and self-sabotage. And that's exactly why I created the Redefining Balance Community Membership. This is a community of like-minded women who desire to design a life they can live on purpose. We're going to cover everything from your money mindset to your career, your relationships, and your self-care. And best of all, you're going to do that with the support accountability, and friendship of your sister friends. As a member of the community, you will get live personal development workshops, masterclasses from industry experts, live Bible study classes, a book club, meetups, and so much more. So join us so you can do your personal work redefine what work-life balance looks like for you and own your power. So do that from what time? Nine to 10. Then I take meetings from like 10 to 12. I take my lunch at 12 from to, from 12 to one. And then I may have another productivity hour depending upon the day. Um, and then I'll take some more meetings and then my day is over. So that's just kind of how I set my day up with the time blocking at work. 
And then what I do for personal, most of the time when I get off, I'm doing business stuff. And so when I get off, I make sure that I check my Google Calendar and my Google Calendar gives me an update on what I have going on as far as life, mostly business. Okay, so I normally get home roughly around like 4.45. And so what I do on the Google Calendar is to set reminders for myself for everything that I need to do at the house. So I may put a reminder to um, fold clothes, to pick up the groceries, to record the podcast, do the podcast notes, to create a lesson for the membership, to do a lesson for my one-on-one client. I mean, it just, whatever it is, I have to put it in there and I use it based off of the day as well. So, you know, on Mondays, I have a list of things that I do. On Tuesdays, I have a list of things that I do. But one of the best things that I've implemented is planning for rest. And so this is what really may vary based off of what your lifestyle is. But I try to take the first hour of my day when I get home and not do anything, y'all. Like, I don't do anything. I'll come in. I may make me a little snack. I'll catch up on some YouTube videos. I may watch a Netflix show. I try to just come in and relax my brain just to like switch off of you know, the nine to five work and try to get myself mentally prepared for whatever I need to do in my personal life. So I'll just chill out. And then from there, I have the time block on Google Calendar. It sends me reminders of what I need to get done at what time. And then that way I can try to check things off and I don't forget things, right? Because a lot of times we just forget stuff. So like if I wash clothes, it reminds me like you need you were washing clothes today and I'm like oh let me go put them in the dryer (laughs) folding them that's a whole nother podcast episode that's a whole nother thing of habits I need to get into the habit of doing and folding clothes is not one of those things that I am particularly great at but we're working on it in 2020. But the the key thing to remember with the time blocking is that you are able to set the time in your Google Calendar based off of when you want to get it done. So it'll automatically remind you, alert will come on and you'll be able to see like, oh, I need to get this done. And the thing that I love the most about Google Calendar is if there's something that you didn't particularly get to that day, it just rolls automatically over into the next day. So it'll just continue to roll until you mark it off. And it's a good way for you to just kind of keep a running to-do list. If you didn't get to something, then you automatically see it on your calendar the very next day. So I absolutely love time blocking because it, it kind of sets up that focus time that I talked about in tip number one. After you do your time audit and you kind of come up with your diversified portfolio, it gives you a block of time for you then to focus on that one task. And so I absolutely love using time blocking for that. Now, I'm going to go into tip number three, but it is the kind of one little caveat to something that I said in tip number two, which is my rest hour. One of my habits that I'm really trying to get into this year is not going to bed with my kitchen dirty, with dirty dishes, okay? I 
absolutely hate washing dishes. It It is the thing that I loathe. I mean, I hate doing it. Ever since I was a child, I hated washing dishes. <laughs> like, I would go to bed with dishes dirty. My brother and I both would. And my daddy would wake us up in the middle of the night before he had to go to work. And, well, I guess it was early in the morning. Like, 4 o'clock in the morning, we'd be washing dishes. So... Even though I have a, a dishwasher and I use it, I just, I love to cook, but I hate washing dishes. So I have started to make myself, if I go to bed and I don't wash my dishes, when I get in from work, I absolutely have to wash my dishes. Like there's no if ands, or buts about it. And I procrastinate at night. Like I get super lazy, super unmotivated. I'm tired. There's no telling what I've done all night long. And I look at the dishes and I'm just like, oh my gosh, they'll be okay. Like I'll just get to them tomorrow. And so I'm trying to beat that procrastination, but it takes time. It takes time. So the habit that I've started to implement in my system is if I did not wash my dishes the night before, then my rest hour is kind of like taken away from me because I have to wash my dishes when I get in from work. But, 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 this is what I want to tell you guys around this tip is that I have learned to make the thing that I hate doing enjoyable. Like, I just make it enjoyable. So I'm going to use the example of washing the dishes because I've already punished myself. So that's that accountability piece. I've already punished myself because if I don't wash the dishes at night, now I have to wash them when I get in from work, which means like I don't turn the TV on. I can't sit on the couch. Like I literally have to come in, you know, drop my bags, change it out of my work clothes into my like loungewear at the house and I have to wash my dishes. So what I started to do when I find myself in that particular scenario so I don't procrastinate is that I have to do it immediately. Like there's no second guessing. I just have to come in and immediately do it. And not only do I immediately do it, but I set myself up to do it in a way that's enjoyable. And this is going to sound so overly simplistic, but I am telling you, if you struggle with certain things like this, the atmosphere that you create or the things that you have in place in order for you to do some of the things that you hate doing, whether that's like vacuuming or washing clothes or washing dishes or doing your hair, whatever it is that you procrastinate on. Like if you try to make it enjoyable and you do it immediately, you're going to be able to overcome that laziness and that lack of motivation. So this is what I did when it comes to my dishes. I ordered off of Amazon those thick like rubber cleaning gloves. Like back in the day, we used to have them in yellow, but purple is my favorite color. So I ordered them in purple. Yes, order me some nice thick gloves in purple that I can wash my dishes in. Okay, so I did that. Then I went and got some of the best smelling dishwashing soap from Target. I can't remember the name of the brand. I think it's a Target brand or something. Um, it's like lavender and something else. It smells really good. 
So I got that. Um, then I got like a little scrubber thing that you pour your uh, dishwashing liquid in the handle and it spits out. And I got me a really nice like, drying rack. And it just sounds so simplistic, but my dishwashing experience is divine. Okay. Like I enjoy the smells. I enjoy the tools that I'm using. I have like a whole Anita Baker cleaning playlist that I cut on and I get it done and I normally get my dishes washed in like 15 minutes. And that's like washing the dishes, loading and unloading the dishwasher and I'm done. And so although I procrastinated the night before by not cleaning the kitchen, then I was able to like come in the next day and get it done and get the kitchen clean. So my ultimate goal is to not go to bed with the kitchen dirty, but I know it takes time for me to work on that habit and to kind of like curb that lack of motivation at night. So the way that I combat that is by like punishing myself when I get off from work and not allowing myself to enjoy my rest hour. And I have to just come in and get my chores done for myself. And so hopefully those were some simple tips that you guys could use. Procrastination is a subject that we could dive deep, 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 deep into. Okay. Um, being more productive, whether that's being more productive at home, being more productive at work, utilizing these systems in order to kind of help be the guardrails when that unmotivation kicks in and that laziness kicks in. And so one of the other tools that I use, I've been using this for like my whole life. I have discovered this tool. I've been using it probably mm, three or four months now. And I just felt like it deserved its own podcast episode. So I'm going to talk to you guys about that and a couple of more productivity tips that I use in order to like just make sure that I am continuing moving forward when it comes to my goals. So I want to make sure that I can bring you guys that content and that I can dive deeper into some productivity hacks. But for today, I hope you like three tips that I gave you. We talked about the um, diversified portfolio, which is really like a time audit. Um, we talked about time blocking, which allows you to just block off specific times in your day for you to be extremely focused on one area to get something done. And then the, the third tip is just, you know, making sure that you get the hardest thing done first coupled with making sure that those things that are hard that you have to do are enjoyable, you know, so making sure you set up your atmosphere or you have the tools and the things that you need in order to really just kind of enjoy getting those things done. And those are just a few ways for you to make sure that you are combating that laziness and that unmotivation that we are all subject to and help you to beat procrastination. Okay. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Make sure you rate and comment on the podcast so other beautiful women like yourself can find us. We are on all platforms and make sure you check the show notes. I am going to link that episode to the Shonda I did not pronounce her name correctly. The Sonda Brown Duckett um, podcast episode with Lovey is going to be in the podcast show notes. I want you to check that out. Listen to her 
And as always, make sure you follow me on Instagram. I am Ashley underscore Natrice on Twitter and Facebook at Ashley Natrice. And shoot me an email if you want to hear more about the time audit at Ashley at AshleyNatrice.com. And I will chat with you guys next week. Bye.